0: Defend the contra equitium By the power of God, thrust in at all Satan, and with him, those evil spirits who prowl about the world, through the ruin of souls. Amen.
1: I am fucking pumped and ready to go. I'm ready to get wet, wild, and not so horny. It's kind of weird to be horny around three dudes. I appreciate that. You no, know what? Fine. Thank you for saving us. Yes, for that. You're welcome. <laughs> I'm telling you what, I was listening to some fucking Pantera on the way up here, and nothing gets you more in a mood to be a fucking rock star than listening to some good old Pantera and some Slayer. Holy fuck.
2: Is Pantera the guy who got shot on stage? Oh, fuck.
0: I don't know, Laura. All I know is I was rocking oh, out Oh, you're just rocking out. Well, but, let me ask you guys one of the biggest questions that is going around. Is there more wheels in the world than there are doors? Are or more, more doors? There's more wheels. I'm afraid to answer this question publicly. Are we talking about like Oh, no, it was asked on Jimmy Yeah, no, wheels, like car wheels, right? You have a car, it has four airplanes. You have a shopping car carts. that has four doors. Yeah. Yeah, but like, see think about this way.
1: Think think about this way. You've got, what, two cars in your house, Hunter? Yeah, sure. Okay, so that's eight wheels. And a motorcycle and an ATV. Okay, so 12 wheels. Uh, no, it'd be think about eight, your... eight, 12, uh, 14 wheels. Think about your house, though. No, no, listen to my logic here. In in your house, between all those items, you've got, what, 14 wheels? Yes. Sounds like?
0: But... In this house alone, how many doors do you have? One, two, three. But remember, there's microwave doors, there's cabinet doors, there's refrigerator doors. But on the other side, there's wheels in your microwave. There's three wheels in the microwave turntable. There's also wheels on reclining or on the chairs and offices and stuff. So which side are you taking? You got me.
1: I'm taking wheels. You got me on that one. I
2: I started with wheels. I think I'm ending on wheels.
0: I started with wheels too. (laughs) See? This was fun. (laughs) Is there an answer? Did someone like no, calculate no, it? No, no. It's just like a philosophical yeah. thing. Yeah, everyone's just been asking it, and I want to know what side you guys want to take. You still watch Jimmy Fallon? It wasn't Jimmy Fallon. It's the fat dude on <laughs> that does the talk show. But I just thought Jimmy Fallon would be a good one to go, so <laughs> not Chase could trust that me. Shit. So, Hunter, uh, you have
1: an announcement to make, don't you?
0: No. No. Are you sure? <laughs> no. I think Schwann visited. No. You
1: I'm not welcoming him here.
2: <laughs>
1: Adrian, I have bone to pick with you, boy.
2: You welcomed Sean in a negative manner last episode.
0: No, not a negative manner. I said, if Sean is here, show us the sign like Maurice Gross did with his ghost and show us a water leak. And it's. Fucking water leaked in my house from from my
2: two-story bathroom down to my fucking kitchen on the main floor into my office and game room on the basement. <laughs> you fuck!
1: Sean basically was like, watch these fuckers.
2: <laughs> he just took a
1: piss and was like, ah, it's going to go right through It's straight acid.
2: It's ridiculous! I know where the leak came from on the upper levels, but in the basement, how the fuck
1: did the water get down to the basement? There was no pipes, nothing. The best part is the leak is in the shape of a dick, so he basically just mushroom slapped your face.
2: (laughs) I will post the dick. I will post the dick. It
1: literally looks like a a big girthy chode. Oh my God. (laughs) Welcome, welcome, welcome to Stuck in this Purgatory with me, Chase, and my two lovely co-hosts, Hunter. Hi, Chase. And Adrian. Hello, Chase. I'm really glad that you uh, you brought negative spirits around, you know?
0: Hey, it it's for the podcast. It's it's not like I would wish it's proof. it upon someone.
1: It's proof. Yes. Is it not? For all you skeptics out there, proof.
0: Hunter wanted to do the podcast here. So, he wanted to see, you know, some spirits show up. I had a spare room. I you, mean...
1: You know what? You guys really need to get on Patreon and see these videos because the looks and actions Hunter's got right now are priceless. I'm 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 upset. My house is
2: ruined over these spirits. I have a question for you guys. <laughs> what? You two fucks. Do you believe in spirits and weird shit more now since we started the podcast or less or equal?
1: Ooh, I don't know. I think I'm going to have to say a little bit less. Really? Yeah.
2: Okay, I'll go back. Come back to you, Adrian. Less, more, or equal?
0: I don't know. Uh Equal. So, religiously, I have to say, yes, I believe in them. Skep- skeptically? Eh. yeah, Eh. They might be real. No change, maybe. Yeah. I, I mean, I do like the fact that there's a spirit trying to dick slap you in the mouth. So, <laughs> I, I want to say yes. <laughs> Why can't it be a
2: nice spirit? Like a yeah. big titty spirit.
1: Yeah. <laughs> just walking around like. Just, just slapping
0: titties in my face. Yeah.
2: yeah. Why can't that happen? No, he's got a piss on my ceiling. You know, I think it's time to bring Olivia back
1: and- uh bottle up schwan i probably should i no, should probably we're not text bottling
0: her. him up i am taking a stand oh what for ghost rights or <laughs> uh, for schwan's rights <laughs> debbie <Levato, laughs> you are amazing <laughs> <laughs> schwan has started from day one <laughs> he's our day one bitch yeah don't put him in the gutter he Don't is, you, god goddamn put him in he's the gutter pinnacle of our show <laughs> exactly he's our mascot okay he's sitting right there next to us right now
2: we are the we are the riverdale Schwann's. Alright. <laughs> Sch-
0: Schwann,
1: if you're there, show me means- <laughs> <laughs> No!
0: Get out of here! What's is- that right running the mouth? What is with <laughs> these two? God damn it, I asked them not to, they can't help themselves. Oh you God. know the funny thing is? Hunters don't wake up in the morning and they're like tch, tch. <laughs> I taste some skin.
1: It's <laughs> a little salty. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I can't wait for that text in the morning. <sighs> what's the- what's the next episode going to be? I, I I think my lips Something <laughs> hurt my mouth last why, night Why do I have a black eye?
2: <laughs> Schwan's rough, guys <laughs> I hate
1: this Oh my god, alright, alright Enough fucking around Part 3 of the Enfield Poltergeist
0: The Enfield
1: oh, <laughs> they, they were waiting, I promise you You almost said it, you thought about it Part 3 of the Enfield poltergeists. It's been a wacky ass Fucking road, hasn't it boys? Yes. It yes. really has been. Yes. Do we, we need to recap? Well, yeah, in a way, because we thought this would only
2: be a two-part episode, and it's come, it's spilled over into a three-part because it was, honestly, it, you could do six, seven, eight parts on this thing. There's just so much wacky-ass facts with this. I,
0: It's hard to choose what's good and bad. I agree. So let, let's just recap the whole thing. First, we have Margaret and Johnny in a room and the chest of drawers. Just sliding across. Then good old Peggy gets in there, and she can't push the chest of drawers. Johnny? Yeah, Johnny.
1: I thought it was Margaret and Janet.
0: Johnny, Johnny, Billy, Janet. So Margaret and Janny. In the movie, it's Margaret and... The other daughter. Janet. Right? Yes. Janet. <laughs>
1: <laughs> We're struggling today, boys. <laughs> boys and girls.
2: There's there's some children, a desk a drawer doesn't move. Shit shit doesn't go well for them.
0: Yes. But in the book it's Margaret and Johnny. Okay. Which is like one of the only times Johnny's ever referred to. Because they just send him off to good old boarding school.
2: Can we say a little little, little moment of silence for, for boarding school boy? For, for good old Johnny. Yeah, no, old Johnny boy.
0: This, this man got a live in separate housing he used to go with the neighbors he's He's the real
2: mvp you're right he got to avoid all this shit
1: you know honestly i'm pretty sure johnny in the end was the one who went up into the mountains to go be the caretaker for the stanley hotel and went psycho on his family here's
0: johnny how long have you been been waiting to say (laughs) he's been cooking that up since since wednesday
1: when we were fucking off for all day long (laughs) <laughs> Kyle, if you're listening to this, we did not fuck off. <laughs> I love my boss.
0: I love my boss. <laughs> I hope you listen, Kyle. <laughs> so the chest of drawers moves. Good old Peggy can't move the drawers. They don't know what's happening. They run over to their neighbors. Oh, good old Mr. Nottingham goes over. AKA Chase Michael. Oh, that was voted down no, so fuck you. Did it, was that the majority vote? Yes. Okay, good. Well, either way. Good old Mr. Nottingham went over. He couldn't explain it. He's a good old builder boy.
2: Mm-hmm. And
0: he couldn't explain why the house was making all these noises. Well, then they call up the Daily Mirror. Daily Mirror comes over. They couldn't answer any of the fucking things. Well, they called the police, too. Yeah, the police. I forgot about the police. Yeah, called yeah, the five zero <laughs> Constables. <laughs> called the constables. Oh, goddamn yeah, Australians. They couldn't, they couldn't explain it. So then good old Peggy calls up the Daily Mirror. Daily Mirror comes over. They get hit in the face by a Lego. Next thing you know... She calls up good old Maurice Gross. Maurice Gross comes over with his ideas that his daughter is the reason why he got called over. Then he starts experiencing some things after two days of good old rest. And then after they start experiencing things, they call in the savior, Guy Playfair. Oh, look at Adrian just bam, bam. That That was great. Bam, facts. Yeah. I, I think I deserve a KFA fact check.
2: Well done.
1: Well done. Uh, you so, see how that one rang out a little
0: bit for you? Yes, it did. It <laughs> felt nice.
2: There was one fact that did we talk about last episode? and Forgive me if we did. When that cast iron fireplace got ripped out of the wall, like that fifty pound, like hard, old fashioned fireplace got like bent.
1: What? Did we talk about that? No, no.
2: So that actually happened. That it, this actually happens at one point in 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 the main living room or whatever. They hear this clashing, this noise, and then. It bends. like I, I, I swore that we talked about it. It's fucking crazy. A cast iron fireplace bent, like the pipe and all. Hmm. And no one could explain that. And all these skeptics on Reddit, explain that. Explain that to me right now. How the hell do they bend a cast iron fireplace? And why would you do that as a poor 1970s, foggy old London town family? Why would you do that? Fucking Janet
1: was the Hulk. She, they, she, she just bought a new fireplace. You know what? They come up with really nice electric fireplaces these days. They could have just plugged that bitch in and stayed warm. Let, well, no firewood. No let me, firewood.
0: Let me take the side of the Redditors. Yeah. You'd be a Redditor. I like be, to be skeptics. Yeah, fucking well, let's go. If you ever watch the movie Split and she has different personality traits, well, she could take over the form of a 25-year-old bodybuilder that could just fucking turn that shit. Get down! I'm Arnold! You call me Janet! Get down! I bend this! I been this fireplace! To finish off the recap, we then got into Janet being hypnotized and she now starts talking in the form of good old Bill. Bill! Good old Billy. Well, Bill. This is when everyone cannot explain what is happening in this goddamn house. So, what's the next action that Good old Maurice Gross and Guy play do. They call up the medium, Annie Shaw. The Shaws. The Shaws. So,
1: by this, this time... Shaw Shanks Shawshank's Redemption? Oh, great movie. That's a
0: great movie. <laughs> great movie. My dad's
1: favorite movie, actually.
0: Have you watched it? Yes. Okay. So, as Adrian said,
2: they couldn't explain a lot was going on. They're, they are bringing in anyone and everyone, all the experts, to try and understand... What's going on with Janet? Especially when this voice arose, it started to ask, answer a lot of questions or it a lot of questions.
0: Well, at this time, so many people started hearing what was happening in Enfield. So you start getting people that are just knocking on their doors and not just random people. It's not like neighbors or whatever, but they have mediums. They have ghost hunters. They have anyone and anyone that loves the paranormal that is trying to get within this house and every single time it's Maurice Gross, Guy Playfair, they let him in, and no one could explain what's happening. So that's why this medium, Annie Shaw, comes in.
2: And sometimes these experts write it off as as completely false. Some of them say plausible. It's it's a whole kitten caboodle of, of opinions here. But they're they're at a point where they, they have to figure out some stuff. There was one night that Janet uh he, was basically slowly crying, which turned into this hysterical, like laughter and 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 almost scream. That that they couldn't they couldn't calm her down. It was getting to the point where, if you remember from the last episode, she they tried to, to to sedate her. They tried to figure out psychiatric help. They were worried that she had a multiple personality disorder, schizophrenia. There's all these things that they were contributing theories to, and they couldn't figure it out. So we bring in some more. Uh, off the off off street off brand mediums, well, Annie Shaw and her husband.
0: Before you t- start talking about the medium, one thing that people do forget within the whole Enfield poltergeist is they brought doctors in. They brought physicians. They were trying to figure out what the hell was wrong with Janet. It wasn't like they were just like, "Oh, we're going to exercise you right now. You got a freaking ghost that's just within you." No. They're bringing in doctors. They're trying to explain it. They even tried a radio one therapy so it could relax her and like let her go to sleep because at this point, the family is so tired. The kids aren't going to school. People aren't going to jobs. It's really affecting their lives.
1: What you're telling me is they didn't put it in a whole training set of barbells and lifting weights to exercise her. (laughs) <laughs> dad is that you dad
2: god damn that was a great time he uh-huh. cooks this shit up in in his house just he's just brewing he's just sitting there on the shitter brewing on these these jokes man i love it oh uh, it, it
1: only takes me a week to get him out but man <laughs> the climax is worth it
2: god damn <laughs> i love it and that's why i love these mediums because they're they're off the street off the beaten path mediums they're they're normalish people you know they're they're as normal as you can get for being a medium and her husband uh, Annie Shaw and her husband George come into the house and they have a quite have a dramatic experience with with Janet and whatnot. So I pretty much have to read this line for line because this shit is just whack. So just bear with me because this is just just gets gets funky real quick. So one thing to add credibility to these mediums is they didn't accept any payment or publicity. And you have to remember as skeptics I'm referring to you redditors that yes, there is some of the stuff that was faked. Some of the things that Janet did, some of the things the kids did was faked. But a lot of times these people came in and they did it for free. They were genuinely curious. So take it or leave it. Take it with a grain of salt. Be skeptical. Don't need to be an asshole and say this is not true or this is. Just listen to the story and gather evidence. So Annie, the median, settled herself into a wooden chair in the middle of the living room. And then the seance began. George said a brief prayer before asking God to bring peace to the room, and to remove any troublesome entities to clear the air. And Annie began to look possessed, and she let out a cry, Go away! She then began to laugh in a grotesque crackle like a witch. Like Chase's laugh in in Witching Hour, whatever the hell. (laughs) Yeah, there it is. Thank you. Thank you. See, I was just hoping he would do it without me having to say it once he was reading that, but there it is. I had to cue him. (laughs) Well done. <laughs> oh, Krampus A Krampus episode just didn't hit. It did not, no. People don't hit. like our Christmas specials. We'll try again next year. Or this with year? you jolly fuckers? Yeah, fucking Christmas spirit. I love when Adrian gets giggling. So, George was concerned and said, this time has come to stop the the intervention, the the seance, whatever you want to call it. He took a small mirror from his pocket and held it in front of Annie's face, and she spat at him. So, poof, poof! he then moaned, Goza, Goza, help me. George went on to try and walk the spirit to the right path. Shit's wagged, dude. This is crazy. After it looked like Annie had finally calmed down, she states she believes there was quite a bit of ghosts inside the house. Now, we talked about some of the
1: ghosts and things. Well, we things. talked about all of them. There was ten of them.
0: There's good old ten. It starts with a baby, then it ends with the freaking figure without a face. Which is I'm, good. I'm not going through all ten of them.
1: Yeah, that was
2: juicy. The DMV line. Listen to part two, fuckers. Yeah. Now, this part's pretty cool. She quotes, and, I, and, quote, and you can quote me on the quote, unquote. She explains, Goza is a nasty piece of work, and that he is of a, a black magic chap. Interesting. Weird witch coven-esque thing. This is the first time that they have this weird underlying tones of possibly occult stuff. This is the first time that we see this in the Hodgson film.
0: I also want to quote that Gozer is where they found it in Ghostbusters. They use this frame of work in Ghostbusters. Yeah, yep. Dan,
1: Dan Aykroyd, he heard about this through papers, yep. and it was right in the middle of him working through Ghostbusters, and so that's how it made an appearance in the movie. And, you know, to, to Dan Aykroyd's
2: uh, benefit, this dude... He did his research. Dude, he found this stuff way before this internet podcast,
1: all this stuff was a thing. He's fucking in it. Like He's in it. He is in the paranormal and odd shit, like aliens
0: and he's whatnot. inside of that bitch?
1: Yes. So he, he's not like some just creative. Like he seriously researches this shit all the time. He's a fucking badass dude. Dan Aykroyd, we love you and we want to talk to you if you're a yes. your chance.
0: Well, let's get back to the Annie Shaw. <laughs> Annie Shaw. <laughs> so oh. the, both of this couple, they're a spiritualist and- they really like spiritualism, and that's why they bring up the gozer and the black magic. So this is the first time it's brought up within any of these conversations, because mostly they they just believe it's poltergeist, just something that has some kind of attachment to Janet as well as the surrounding area around it, and that's why it's it's so weird that now we're talking about something that could be forced of black magic within the house.
2: And this is where you kind of lose me on on this investigation because Annie Annie then says after having this this possession event, says that there was another ghost that it, that had, that she experienced outside of Gozer, and the other ghost is Elvie, and it was an elemental. Which, if you remember back on Olivia's episode, The Witch of Other Lust, we kind of talked about elementals and stuff, and we're going way left field on this this poltergeist stuff. But this Elvie character was an elemental that Gozer was using. And basically, LV was a low form of spirit that basically did dirty work in the ghost spirit realm. So and apparently, there's like a hierarchy of ghosts and shit, like CEOs, VPs, fucking middle management, shit like that.
0: So you got to remember, within this medium stuff, these gozer, LV, these are types of spirits. So it's not it's not a name. It's it could possibly okay. be Bill being ran by a fucking demon. And it's, it's like the one movie where fucking Channing Tatum is. <laughs>
1: this is the end? Yes. I was thinking I more like, movie. I'm water tea.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I've been banished from my room. Or we could talk about even a scarier form that I really believe in. It's the insidious road oh. where they go into purgatory and you have ghosts that are ran by one leading demon. And these ghosts try to talk people out of staying out of purgatory. And then you have this one form that that's taking control of spirits. Hmm. And that's where you get spiritualism. I think I haven't went too deep into spiritualism. We will. We will. But uh, that's what I think she believes is there's these low entities that are trying to warn Janet. And instead of warning Janet, Janet's taking form of them.
2: And it's weird because Maurice has, there were some weird theories revolving around that maybe Janet or some some of the kids in the house had affected some of these investigators or some of these spirits or whatever in past lives. And that's why Maurice had some weird connection with his daughter dying. And then her name was also Janet. And then the case study of this, this poltergeist activity was Janet. There's like so many weird parallels. This this case, it's it's a, it's to quote Shrek, it's an onion. It's just layers upon layers upon layers, and you can just take whatever whatever pedestal you stand on, you can stand on whatever pedestal for this story. Uh, I just now you got me thinking about French onion soup from Benigan's. Oh, I miss Benigan's. No, your mom needs to make me the French onion soup, <laughs> Lisa. I
1: want some French onion soup. I've been asking for years. So now we get into um. The knocking.
0: Yes. So uh, this is good. After this incident with the uh, Annie Shaw and her husband, they believe Maurice Gross and Guy Playfair believe the family's had enough. So they let they let the family go on vacation. They pay for their vacation. They go off. I can't remember which.
2: They go to like some English beach or something. Yes. Which I always find interesting when people you've probably seen in movies when they go to a beach in England and you're like, well. Is it really a beach? Because it's rainy and foggy and cold and rocky. and. What is a beach? Mm. A coastal ocean <laughs> There you front? go. That's All right. it. Fair the fuck <laughs> enough. All right. Well, it's foggy old London town. It's not very fun. It's depressing.
0: Well, either way, they go on this seven-day vacation, and the family feels, you know, they finally have comfort. They get away from the house. They're able to be a family again. And you gotta also remember this: this family's they're poor, so they probably didn't go on many vacations.
2: Big deal. So Adrian, you're saying that they cleared the house, they cleared the Hodgson house, uh, Maurice and Playfair, so that they could.
0: Well, Maurice and Playfair stayed there. Yeah, well, but they, they cleared they, the family out. When right? I say stay there, it's not like these guys are just sleeping at their house. No, they they stay there at nights, go back home late at night, pass out, then go back to the house. Okay, it makes sense. But, uh, yeah, no, the family feels a sense of calmness, and they think that the entity's gone away. Well, that's not how it goes. No. They get back to the fucking house, and shit stirs up again. And this is when one of the best and most researched topic that comes from the Enfield Poltergeist that no one could ever fucking explain is the fucking knocking noises. So, when the Hodgson family got back from vacation, the poltergeist clearly had been waiting and began a series of knocks. Gross believed it was time to start interrogating.
2: Interrogating the spirits? Yes. Fucking let's go. Let's yeah. get let's
0: get rowdy. Dude, everyone was on vacation, so it's like, let's go. Let's get back into it. Let's start working.
2: Before you start this knocking thing, I think, I truly think that it's this startup, I think poltergeist activity can start person or place, right? I think... Through the energy and the attention, that's why it makes this case so famous. Through the energy and the attention in this entire incident, they opened up portals. They opened up things that weren't originally there. Bill, I cannot explain why the fuck Bill was there. He obviously, he had an attachment to the home. His chair was there that he died in, had the hemorrhage. Um, did we talk about the weird uh, pa- uh, things that the, she drew? The wife
0: had the hemorrhage. So, Bill's wife had
2: the oh. hemorrhage. Well, oh, no, I'm sorry. Yes, um, did we talk about the lady that that she started drawing and yeah, shit?
0: That, yeah, that's last episode. Wife.
2: Fucking weird, right? So some 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 weird stuff. But I think that they welcomed spirits. It was it was easy. It is an easily accessible area for a spirit, no matter what you know hierarchy they were to enter this home and just fuck with the Hodgins family. But I don't know. That's just my
0: theory. That's just my theory. It's just an opinion. So when Gross started interrogating. This is the weird thing. So when Guy Playfair is talking about the knocking incidents, they go up and they start interrogating the ghost. So instead of asking Janet and Janet going into bill form and talking and everyone says that, oh, she's a great uh, ventriloquist. Ventrilo- well, let's get into the knocks. So Guy Playfair said the only person that the spirits would talk to were Maurice Gross. So Guy Playfair is standing in the room while Gross is asking these questions. Well, no knocks would happen whatsoever. This is where I get skeptical. But when Guy Playfair turned around and started, Gross started asking questions, it then began up. And the reason why I won't get skeptical about the knocks is because of the information they learned from the knocks. And the information that they learned from the knocks were that the sound waves that were coming from the knocks were actually reversed than a normal knock. So when someone goes to do a knock on like a normal door, right, you hear it, and then... the So the sound waves, you hear the peak of the knock early, and then it goes off because that makes sense in the physical world because you're hitting something and there's going to be echoes and vibrations afterwards because you hit the material. The impact hits and then tails off. And then with the poltergeist knocks, you could feel an energy building up and then it peaks at the end. It's a crescendo. It's like... We are not sound
1: scientists and I'm not about to explain a fucking sound wave to you guys. So basically, imagine a knock, put it in reverse if it's poltergeist knock. Latest terms.
2: Now, have you guys ever random note, but this does tie in. You guys have seen Ghost Adventures, right?
1: I have not. Yes.
2: Adrian. Okay, so Zach actually makes a point with, with a lot of poltergeist activity, most spirits in general, it's thunderstorms. So it's it it's a burst of energy that happens, right? And these knocks in this case that they they experience from day one happen in strikes. They happen in bursts. And then as quickly as a thunderstorm rolls in, it rolls out. And so that's why this case is is so intriguing is because this knocking is so consistent and so thorough.
0: Well, talking about the knocking being so consistent is Maurice Gross would ask it exact questions. And he would ask, can you tell me what five and five are? Then it was clear that 10 knocks would happen in a row.
1: That's fucked. We, we should... We should play some audio, because there is, I remember watching some audio where he'll ask some questions and you're some audio. thought knocking. so too. Yeah, we definitely have some audio there. Okay, so we're if gonna we have that. it,
2: we'll insert it right here. Yes. Knock one for no and two for yes. Are you
0: a male spirit? One for no and two for yes. Two. That's two. You are a male spirit. Did you used to live in this house? did was it was it more than 50 years ago yes did you did you die in this house did you pass on you did pass on in this house now why are you here are you unhappy you're not unhappy but why are you here is it because you want to give us a special message No, you don't want to give us a
1: special message. So what I think is interesting with this is it's almost kind of aggressive at some point. So he does ask questions and initially the questions are pretty innocent, as you heard in the the, the audio. When he starts to ask the ghost to leave, it's like, dun-dun, 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 you know, and he's saying it's two knocks for yes, one knock for no and he's like just ghost is like no I will not leave. Fuck you. Get out of my house. Yeah. Fuck you. Quit asking questions. Yep. <laughs>
2: well, <laughs> let's role play a little bit. How about I be ghost? You well, well, you ask me the I, questions, Adrian. Ask I, me the questions. I have the questions right here. Yeah, do it. I'll, I'll <laughs> knock. I'll knock here. I'll put my microphone down. I'll knock. You ask
0: me the questions. Did you die in the house? Uh. <laughs> will you go away? <laughs> then came the question that has haunted many ...of people in the house and gives the Enfield Poltergeist... ...the craziest information and research to date... ...in Paranormal Investigation. Maurice asks... ...can you spell out to me... ...the number of years ago... ...that you moved away? What followed was the longest series of knocks to date... ...with Playfair's ear... ...and recording microphone pressed against the floor. I heard a steady flow... ...of very soft knocks... ...which showed a curious fading effect. It was 53 knocks... And Gross did did the math and asked if the ghost died on that year, and the response was
2: that is the only part in this story I've actually gotten chills on, because I know this some of this stuff is too far field, too left field to be that terrib- terrifyingly scary. I mean, it's 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 interesting, it's intriguing, it's it's crazy, but the knocks. And the eeriness and how accurate they are is truly the best part of this investigation that's 100% unexplainable in my opinion.
1: I agree. I mean, I can't – when you sit there and listen to that audio, I can't really come up with any viable source unless some dude's in the background, you know, behind the camera doing the knocking. But, but it's just and, – and and it would be one thing if you tried to make it staged because there's two ways you could do this. If it was staged, the one guy could say, um, do you live here? Instantly, right? Sure. Or you could say, okay, we'll play it out. So then they have to wait. You know, like... Right. Yeah.
2: And 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 they and to the credibility of this case, the, this actual point with the knocking is they would say that the knocks would come from all around the house in different varying forms and sound effects. It was like different spirits were answering at some points. It wasn't just one centralized location. It'd always knock on this coffee table. It'd always knock on this toilet. It would it would knock all around the house when they'd ask. It would come from different parts. And if we find that audio clip, you can hear the different knocking points. It, you can hear it's not in the same area.
0: Exactly. And that that's why it's so crazy to think about when you're talking about these knocks. And just, first of all, how... I want to understand how you can fuck with sound waves like that when you have so many series of knocks that have been recorded. And I get it. You you have different materials that you can knock on. But if the same sound waves are coming from each material, how how do you reverse it? And
2: technology was different back then. If you listen to the audio... That's terrible audio quality quality. Fucking sucks. It's so it picks up every artifact of fucking sound. You it's ridiculous. You guys
1: heard last episode. It's ridiculously bad. Well how the fuck could they change the sound if, waves? If you look at the videos of what was actually like the recording equipment, to Adrian's point, you can't if it everything is on tape, like physical tape, big spools, reels of tape that go from one to another, like a cassette player. Yeah. For all you younger children who don't fucking know what a cassette player is, get learned. <laughs> wow you're not when you're watching the physical video of them playing that recorder you would see it have to go in reverse to make that knock that they've proven to be to go in reverse for Poltergeist activity there's no way that they would be able to alter that recording to do that it's not like like me sitting on Logic right now putting in a fucking plug-in that shit didn't
0: exist no so after these knocks they Maurice Gross is still not convinced. Right, and he asks his son, and we have a great recording of what the son sees, and it's another trance from Janet, where she's talking to Bill by herself,
2: which is weird because she hasn't really done that up until this point,
0: and and <laughs> it, it's kind of weird because she's like basically talking to herself, <laughs> but it's
1: not at the same time. Yeah, so best buds now. I yeah. mean, it's been how long? <laughs> what well, I
2: before we play the clip? Why the. F- a, a, a typical possession is a demonic... We haven't even gone into those yet. I, I don't even know much about possessions, but it, usually it's demonic spirit. Why the fuck is a poltergeist doing this? I,
0: it just doesn't make sense. No, and, and that's why I think it could be different forms of spirits all within one, and that's why they have so many recorded events. But let's go ahead. Richard Gross is going to tell us what he saw and what he did, and would we'll go ahead and play that. I'm standing outside of the room. I desperately want to see inside the room. I want to see what's happening with Janet. I want to see if her mouth is moving, what her face looks like. I thought, I will look through the crack in the door. And just at that very moment, it said to me... Shut the fucking door. I'm not looking don't worry. Shut the fucking door. That, that's what Bill says. It, it It's absolutely crazy. And just... I know it's probably some great audio that they went and did afterwards. But it's still crazy how he remembers it so vividly, you know, 30 years later, that he could still say the exact thing that he went in and saw. And the family didn't know this was Maurice Gross's son. They they played it off like he was a solicitator. Here's what I want to say.
1: And this goes out to all you fucking skeptics out there on anything. It doesn't matter if it's aliens, cryptids, ghosts, Here's here's why I want you to seriously think about. Every instance that happens in an, a parallel universe, you know, that's happens to somebody is experienced by themselves. It's not group activity. This person, Richard Gross, Maurice's Gross son, had this experience, a one-on-one experience with Janet and Billy talking to themselves. Think about how many times in your life you've had something happen to yourself that you've physically seen you say, I saw that. No one else going to fucking believe you, but you know what you saw. So think about that before you get all fucking, all whatever, just made up bullshit.
0: Well, the crazy thing, we haven't even went into all the witnesses. Because there's like 30 with counting neighbors and just people that are walking by the house. Because at this point, it's been on news. It's been on radio. People just go by the fucking house because it's the crazy house on the block. Yes. And they go in. And they go to police and they report what they see. There was even one time a neighbor, an old lady, she's walking by and she sees books flying all over the place. She also sees Janet just floating across the room, which I think is fucking hilarious because all I envision is Janet completely flat just going across the room in circles with the books. (laughs) But I
1: I think more Superman, but, you know, that's cool.
0: (laughs) But what... What makes these people that are all credible, right? It's not it's not just some person that has told lies to police multiple times. And then they go on 30 years later and they say that they've seen it. They don't have to do this, right? Because there's so many skeptics. They don't really say, oh, you're just lying. You're trying to get the fame. You're... No. These people, they they say they saw it. They stuck by it from day one. They say the exact events because even in police interrogations with People that are trying to lie and they've planned it out, they mess up their lies. They switch their stories. So why is it that every single time they get quizzed on the story, it's the same exact story every single time? That's what I'm saying. I know what I saw. All right? I know what I saw. So you want to tell us about the great magician? Can I
2: talk about a dude that's a little less credible? Can we talk some shit? Adrian is like, no. Can we talk some shit? (laughs) Because there's credible people out there. We talked about this. There's psychologists. There's uh, uh, ventriloquists. There's some people that that debunked and and proved a lot of this invest investigation.
1: Did Chris Angel finally make an appearance? Yeah.
2: Fuck. You ready? Let's hear it. We we had a special visit from the uh, <laughs> the American magician, the Society of American Magicians, all the way from the USA, baby. They flew out to investigate. The
1: Hodgson home. Hold up. Don't tell me. I think I know the names. Tell me, Ed
0: and Lorraine Warren. Nope. Oh! <laughs> Don't piss me off. I, but I, so we, already, I, we already talked about Ed and Lorraine, or did we not? No, I've tried skipping over it. But before we Maybe get, we'll skip it. Yeah. Before we start going into the magicians, uh, the reason why they call up the magician club is because there is one guy, I think his name is Richard Smith, within America that is able to bend metal- and it show it's like in front of yeah. people, he's able to bend spoons and stuff. And during this time, it was a great act. Everyone loved seeing it because they didn't understand what was happening. So when there was bending of spoons within the Hodgson house, they called up this society because they knew how magicians are able to bend. The master of metal. tricks. So then they bring in good old Hunter. You want Yeah,
2: his uh, Melbourne Christopher. This this man oh, is oh a, a dude with two first names oh he's a slippery <laughs> snake he's a slippery yeah you gotta he be must careful be a magician I heard I read in one of these fucking things the second this fucking dude was left alone with the kids just like you know inter- you know just making small talk the dude started showing him card tricks he just could not help himself Distressed <laughs> family he's like it kids look at my cards <laughs> hey is this your card.
1: Yeah, exactly. He's just like
2: <laughs> no, right no, away. Okay,
1: is this your card? <laughs> <Shit>. Right away. <laughs> I miss my place. <laughs> he doesn't miss a beat.
2: All right. So this dude's in here to to see if they're if they're just good tricksters. Which I get it. Like they're just going through the like I said in a previous episode. Hold up. Hold up.
1: Huh? Cock magic.
2: <laughs> <laughs> bde baby. Bde. <laughs> gotta have it if you want to succeed in life. Gotta have it. And you ladies, you got bde bde as well. Yeah, uh, have bdp. <laughs> What was that? What were B B B P E B yeah, P, P B E B P E? <laughs> well, this dude comes in to see if if Janet was playing tricks. You fuckers! Let me let me monologue. Goddamn it!
0: That's because this is the biggest bullshit we've talked. It about. is.
2: <laughs> I do not believe even Chris Angel. You're bullshit, Chris. I think you're awesome,
1: oh, but you're bullshit, Chris. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> we it's are all not smoking big enough ears.
0: to call Chris we, Angel uh,
1: no. bullshit. You know what? He really will bring Sean here.
2: Shawn. <laughs> Hey, it's if he fun. wants to come to our little little basement in fucking Colorado, bring it on. <laughs> <laughs> bring it on. But this guy comes in to to see if Janet's throwing any tricks, which I wouldn't the last thing I would accuse a, a, a little girl of doing is magic tricks. But this dude goes in and I'm gonna butcher this, but he basically goes in and he's trying to catch Janet in the act of, of trickery. And I guess he has her has her hide in her room so he can kind of investigate and see some stuff. He wanted to see if she was going to come out and and do something shady. He was basically, these guys would pretend to walk away. And this happened throughout the investigation. Yes. Even Maurice and Playfair would do this.
0: Oh, they did it so so much just to see if the girls were fucking
2: with it. Yeah, and a couple times they didn't, in, in fact, catch the girls. One time, um, Janet actually stole Playfair's uh, recorder and hit it. And she openly admitted to it. But like what kid wouldn't do that i mean they're little kids what are you going to do even at 11 years old so he he tries to trick janet into doing something and she comes out of her room and he like catches her and he and he says oh this shit is incredible well he's trying to talk to her about this event or this thing that she was doing and her accent is so thick and if you've heard janet talk i mean just listen to the audio even just bill talking it's it's pretty hard to understand her this is an american dude he was so socially inept that he he was he was so awkward around her he couldn't handle her accent or even understand it that this dude literally took this magic powder he had in his pocket and went poof, and fucking like snapped a bunch of like banishing powder in her face just like poof like a little puff of smoke and she literally runs off all scared and proclaims out into the house he's gone mad and this fucking dude is totally whack is in there for only a few hours leaves the house tells the people this is a total farce this entire investigation this whole poltergeist thing is fake we believe the magician on this one guys the man who who couldn't handle talking to a 11 year old british girl just pops vanishing powder in her face did he actually vanish i mean he stood there a <laughs> janet vanished for this girl and I, and this hear the is, underlying tones. He's, she said
1: he's gone mad. Here's here's what I see on this one. It's it's like that whole little TikTok trend that's going on right now with the sheet. He's in the doorway and he's like, he pulls out the sheet and he's like, and watch this. As soon as I drop this, I'll disappear. And as he's dropping it, you can see him running away down the hallway <laughs> and down the stairs.
2: <laughs> it's like that. I mean, we're resorting to magicians now. I mean, come on. Oi,
0: oi, ve, oi, All right. I I, I don't want to even continue after that story. (laughs)
2: It's, I mean, it gets gets weird at this point. And I'll give the Redditors credit because, you know, that's
1: fucking strange. So there has been so much that goes on with this house. You've got the whole invasion of the Bill Watson incidences that started this off with Janet. Enough to bring in all of this media and attention to this house. And... There there I feel like we have found so much information on this place that other people haven't talked upon that I almost feel like we're getting lost in this.
0: I'm 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 I don't know where to go. So this I this is a lot.
1: We're gonna end this with Peggy's birthday.
0: Yes, and this is basically the ending of what what was happening in the house with months of long nights and the irritation of something in the house going on. And it started to begin to wear down on Peggy.
2: She wasn't raw- washing as many rags as she used to. Her quota was down.
0: <laughs> she was having a rough time, but her birthday was coming up soon. So she was hoping for, you know, a little bit of enlightening and, you know, just for the fucking poultry guys to chill for one day. Yeah. It's my fucking one goddamn dish. day. Just chill. just
1: chill the fuck out, Is Bill. It, chill the, the fuck hard. out.
0: Quit peeing on my ceilings, all right? <laughs> So, on the night of her birthday, the family all got together at the table and were ready to celebrate the occasion. Before they could start, something happened within the house. The oldest sister, Margaret, went to the restroom and came out super upset. And she told the family that someone had written the word shit in the bathroom. And oh. the the crazy thing is, is like at this point... Could I believe that Margaret just fucking grabbed shit and wrote shit? Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> but. <laughs> Wait a second, Adrian. They, they, hold up, hold up. They went to find out that it was cat shit.
2: Wait a second. You're saying. You just like nonchalantly like wrote shit. She wrote shit in poop? Yeah. With cat excrement. When the fuck was
0: there a cat? There was no cat. <laughs> right? Right? There's no cat in the house. The Nottingham's didn't have a cat. There wasn't like a neighborly cat that just walked around and shitting all over the fucking yards. No. They didn't know where this fucking cat shit came from. So after Margaret tells this to her mother, her mother starts going to the bathroom, which is upstairs. And this is the first time ever that the mother believes that she sees an apparition. And the apparition of the man... Is at the bottom of the stairs, and this puts Peggy in the hospital for a short amount of time. She
2: goes, "Oh shit!" Was it a hemorrhage? No, it wasn't. <sighs> it was it was fecal infection. It was anus <laughs> anal infection.
1: <laughs>
0: Adrian, <a> fecal transplant
2: <laughs> that helps you stay healthy. Stay healthy, my guy. Adrian, correct me if I'm wrong. Not only those there shit written on the fucking walls, poop would literally materialize out of nowhere, just puddles of shit. As well as, and I, I'm there's just guys, listeners, bear with us. There is so much shit in, i mean so much literal detail, shit. literal shit, so much detail in this story. It's fucking crazy. At one point, poop is materializing out of nowhere. Also, random puddles of water where there water shouldn't be would just materialize, and wait, this wait, actually wait, wait, tied wait. into what other poltergeist activities had, other events, <laughs> other incidents. <laughs> you said water you, you said you wouldn't.
0: You
1: said you wouldn't.
0: Water, <laughs> water forming wouldn't. like in your room. <laughs> fuck you Adrian (laughs) so Peggy gets hospitalized and that's basically where we're gonna end it because after this it basically like a sudden end like shit just stops there's no rhyme or reason to why this is stopping and my end theory behind it is because the girls are now matured enough we will go back to Hunter's little vendetta that I, I think at this point they finally matured and the poltergeist is finally lowered down doesn't, to doesn't doesn't have the energy from yes. it yeah. so I will talk about the ending then we will get into all of your guys' thoughts
1: I think first we are gonna share a little clippy clip though of um, adult Janet talking about this
0: the town of Enfield was North London The kid I was was a very outgoing child, very energetic. I loved swimming and I
2: love sports. I was sort of helpful towards my
0: younger brothers and sisters. It was just like a normal family life, really. We had no knowledge of the history of the house before the happenings and the events started.
2: Wow, she looks fucking haunted.
1: Yeah, see... (sighs) Okay. This it's is like where I'm going to take the stance of that this is a hoax. It almost she almost looks haunted to that to the fact where she's like, "Wow, this went so fucking beyond <laughs> far and beyond what I wanted this to be." When I was a child, fucking with these people, that I'm seriously 40 years old still doing interviews about this shit.
0: I don't know. She looks fucked up. She looks like she did a fucking 10 years of meth and just like
1: you know what that's ha- that happens when you have kids. No, it doesn't.
0: Did she have kids? Yeah, she has kids. Really? Yeah.
1: Our parents don't look. This like goes they to show you how much of a neck. rat's ass this guy gives about actual Janet once it's, this whole experience is done. Oh
0: yeah, fuck that bitch! <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. Hot takes. Oh, Jeez. Hold on, hold on. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> Goddamn, dude. <laughs> well, let, let's go over how it all ended. So, as a result of what some thought was a possession and others thought were behavioral issues, Janet was brought in for testing and admittance to a psychiatric hospital. Of course, no one knew whether Janet was truly afflicted or was just affected by other psychological issues. Whichever is the case, it's said that Janet Hodgson was threatened with shock treatment, which was widely used at that time. These reports say that this is when the threat was made, and Janet admitted to making up the whole Enfield Poultry, guys.
2: To her defense, though, if you're threatening to shock a woman, shock a little girl, you don't think that you would just say, yes, I all made it up, let me go, let me go, it was I saw in my head. Why wouldn't you, right?
0: Uh, shock therapy was so bad at, the, at that time. That was when they started doing all the uh, theories, or I'm trying to remember, they were doing tests that Ended up becoming unethical because they were shocking people towards the point of death because, or I apologize, it was people pushing the button of shock therapy that they would keep going because the doctors kept telling them that they would have to keep going because the person kept lying. That's how bad shock therapy was. There
1: there is a whole dark history of humanity that all stems off from 1930s, 1940s. We're not going into that. There was a lot of unethical um, scientific research in large air quotes that was going on that was basically torture.
0: It was torture. Did we learn a lot from it? Yes.
1: Yeah. If you
2: shock the brain enough, it turns into mush.
0: Well, not even that. We learned the psychological theory behind the mind, and this is when people started learning more from a doctor's standpoint – This is why we learn more from the behavioral standpoint.
1: I literally just said we weren't going to go into that. Okay,
0: Okay, fine. Okay,
1: fine.
2: Janet comes home. Let's talk
0: about Janet coming home. (laughs) Janet returns to her family in the same Enfield haunting house, and only one report of paranormal activity has ever been made since. In fact, Peggy Hodgson died in that home in 2003, almost 25 years after the Enfield haunting, despite having reported Being terrorized by a ghost, Janet also stayed in that house until she was 16 years old.
2: That just doesn't help the credibility of the story, I have to say.
0: I think it helps out fucking phenomenally. Why would you stay in the home? Because fucking Amityville, all these other ones, these people, they, they book up so many ghost events and everything. Then they sell the home for fucking... 10% more than what they could have. Sure, yeah. I mean, it's the reason why people go into horror stories and all of this stuff is because there's money towards it. And this family, they stayed in it, and there's no monetary gain whatsoever. This family, maybe now with The Conjuring 2, but 30 years went by, and they didn't make any monetary gain. Maurice Gross dies poor because of this. He put in so much of his money within this case— that he dies poor. uh, Guy Playfair, his book never sold for whatever they thought they were, he was going to make from that book. No one ever bought it because there were so many skeptics. So these people, they they didn't make money from this whatsoever. And Maurice Gross, he was an inventor. He had lots of money. And he ended up dying poor because of everything he did for this family.
2: You know what's fucking crazy about this, before we conclude this, is... People still to this day don't – they believe this shit isn't real at all. And I know you said that it's a hoax, Chase. But, I mean, we just witnessed that with a Reddit post. That they're just like, this has been scientifically proven that it is all fake. I, 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 have, to stay, I have to say no. Most of this shit is, is, is genuinely unexplainable.
0: And I want to leave us off with Guy Playfair's final thought on the whole situation. And then we will get into our thoughts. Poltergeists are evil spirits serving the devil. They are out to ruin you for something you did to them in their former life, and they like to do it slowly. Janet is possessed, I'm afraid, and unless we get her exorcised quickly, it'll all be ruined. That's his final remarks on what he saw at the Enfield Guys and the family that moved in after the... Peggy died. There's only been one report of a boy of a single mother of four, the Bennets, who stayed at the Enfield Haunting location, not for very long, only for a few months, but the fif- 15-year-old Shaka reported having seen a ghost standing in his room one night. There were no other witnesses and no other activity. And I think this leaves a great point to poltergeist staying attached to one person.
1: That's that's pretty hard to argue. So let me go back to my point from the Poltergeist episode: person-based, not location-based.
0: I, I fuck thought, "Fuck are you, dolphin?" And "Fuck are you, whale?" I thought it could have been both. I honestly <laughs> could, but maybe it really is. I generally think it is both, but I think the person-based and Chase's one fact from the last twenty episodes <laughs> is correct. Okay, hot topic.
2: Why the fuck did they not exercise her?
0: Well, the reason why is because during the research of this time in Germany, uh, there was a trial of two Roman Catholic exorcists who were later found guilty of causing the death by negligence of one girl that we all know, Annalise Michelle, a student from Glingenberg, Frankfurt. Yeah,
2: we talked about that in part two. And that's going to be another episode, isn't it? Because that's a that's a big case, isn't it?
1: I'm sure. Let's see. We have so many down ideas and topics down the road. Oh, I love it. Fuck. We'll never In run fact, out. Honestly, you know what? Mongolian went- death worm. <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> hey, Shut up! Hold
2: up!
1: Hold up! That's next week. <laughs> no, <Okay>. no, it's <laughs> other it's thing. Whatever. <laughs> it's all getting cut. It's all. <laughs> uh, no, you know what? I I want to publicly apologize to our listening audience. I did specify on a previous episode that I was going to put in a poll for you guys to do a QA session. You didn't do it? I dude, I was out of town. Yeah, that's fair. I was it was a, a tough couple of weeks for me. So I promise you, and I am sticking to my word on this one. This is this is a Chase Kozo truth bomb here. You're gonna get a QA on this one. We have a couple ideas for for some future episodes. Big ideas. And we want you to vote on it to see which you guys want to hear the most.
0: Love it. Just to finish this up. Yeah, can we I, can we talk I've, about our opinions? Yeah. I love this. And I I've loved this topic for a long time. And to even research it more and to understand how messed up Janet was during that period, it's it's absolutely great. The rest of the shit that we research, bunch of bullshit. This one not bullshit
1: yeah the magician man <sighs> come on
0: yeah Hunter, come I, on. I did not like that <laughs> I need you guys to
2: fucking know that, that there was some crazy shit that we left out a lot of parts and that was one wild fucking thing that
1: happened I, I did like this story honestly well I, not story I mean it's fucking real, I like the real this investigation yes Um, I, there's a lot of things that I think are very cool about this and I do believe in you know um, I want to believe and I think I do believe that Bill Watson was talking through Janet. I believe in the knocking for sure. Um, I definitely want to believe a Lego going 80 That's miles an hour at some favorite. person's fucking forehead. That would be fantastic. The chair's moving. The wardrobe's moving. I believe that shit. The rest of it, though, I think is all a bunch of bullshit. Like the levitating stuff. No, I, I don't feel like I don't feel like a paranormal spirit could have so much energy it could force someone to defy the laws of of gravity.
2: I agree. I think Marbles. Marbles. Hot marbles. Hot marbles on doors. Think about a potato gun. Potato gun.
1: And it doesn't matter. You could sit there and say, well, a potato gun has to be powered by CO2. No, fuck you. If you put a peanut in a tube and you heat enough air behind it, if there is enough to cause a uh, compressive force, it'll launch that motherfucker out.
0: Yeah, but how about the marbles not bouncing off the ground?
1: Or being hot to the touch. I, I literally just said, I want to and I somewhat do believe that the Legos and the marbles and shit like that are, there's, there is an aspect to it. I'm it, talking about propulsion, not fucking kinetic energy. <laughs> Let me derail you right here. What if this uh, Lego
2: came from Legoland, literally another dimension, completely made of Legos? Everything's made of corn. Everything's on a cob. Everything's corn on the so cob. We get in the car now. We
0: got to get out of here. Everything's on a cob. What if the toys were just from Toy Story and that was the reason they were just trying uh, to attack, they trying little, to get out? All their little dolls are just like attack now. <laughs> <laughs> what if we actually just think Robert the doll and Annabelle and everything, we think they're haunted, but it's actually us dis- discovering the world of Toy Story.
2: That's a twisted world, though. Okay,
0: okay, I need to stop. <laughs> stop it. Let me get my opinion in, goddamn <laughs> it! dimensions. Holy shit. <laughs> I
2: think this whole investigation was 80% true. Okay? I agree with Chase. The levitation, bullshit. A lot of this stuff, though, pretty credible. However, there, Janet has openly admitted, and the other kids and and Peggy, that some of the stuff they did was, was made up. Actually, the kids. The kids admitted that some of the stuff they did was made up. But imagine, just put yourself in in their shoes, and even our own shoes when we go to like Hotel Colorado, and we're we're we actually genuinely wist, witness a ghost event, and then we kind of placate off that. We kind of we get in the zone, we get into that environment, and so how can you blame an 11-, 12 year old girl and all the kids well, getting all freaked out and adding to it? You know, they kind of get excited. It's an exciting
1: fucking event. They do. I do recall them saying that. Yes, they did fake some things, but the whole point behind it was they wanted to see how much Maurice and Playfair were actually paying attention to the investigation, like if they get caught and they got caught every single time. So that's, that goes to the point of the things that these two gentlemen actually experienced and have recorded were real shit. They can sit there and say the stuff that the kids did to fuck around. They did it to fuck around. They know those points. The rest is all unknown has been identified yeah i mean a
2: good example is janet saw this very famous um magician or 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 um i forget the fucking word psychic he was bending spoons in the 70s it was a very uh famous tv thing she saw it on tv this guy was spending spoons and she's like well i'm gonna bend some spoons and see if i can mess with playfair and 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 gross and she did that and she got caught you're right they they caught her Every single time she did it. I mean, it's a little kid. How crafty can you be? I, I think Janet's a wonderful human being as a child and all these things, but at this certain point, like how how much of this could be faked? It's too much evidence. It's it's too much compelling and corroborative evidence to say that this this is this is you remember Mythbusters when they do like different categories of like yeah. this is plausible. This is fucking plausible. This isn't confirmed. This is plausible. Yeah. This is plausible. And I and I think you skeptics out there, open your goddamn mind. Jesus Christ. Fuck,
1: I miss, miss Mythbusters. That's cool. I'm glad you like that show. I like that show.
0: Well, this is where we end off our nice little run of Poltergeist events. And man, did we learn a bunch? Did we find out that we don't know fucking shit? And there's just a world of spirits and ghosts out there that we may never ever understand no but if you want to come find out and learn some more with us always give us a follow on instagram at stuck in this purgatory if you have questions that maybe we're not even seeing when we're researching shoot us over an email at stuck in this purgatory at gmail.com if you just want to see our cute little faces on tiktok go give us a look at stuck in this purgatory and just a reminder we have the unedited Audio tapes of what we are talking about, and oh man, is it funny! <laughs> it is fucking hilarious. So, go give our Patreon a look. Uh, just click on our Instagram, there's a link tree that Chase put together. It looks very nice. We thank you, Chase. Go to our link tree, you will find all of our links as well as our Patreon. Go give that a nice little follow. And, Chase, we're going over to you. So, I want to add to the unedited
1: stuff on Patreon. Uh, I think we are going to start talking about getting the actual video footage of us on Patreon. So, not only can you hear all the uncut raw bullshit we talk about, you'll get to see us say it physically and look Adrian in the eyes. Oh, my God.
2: (laughs) Why would you say it as you looked him in the eyes? I don't know. You went, oh, my God. What were you doing,
1: Adrian? (laughs) Patreon special. (laughs) Um... So yes God damn it. I gonna tell you right now You guys just missed out on some serious Patreon content I right actually there. think this is worth at least a few dollars a month I mean
2: guys As much as you spend on a coffee Give us five bucks a month And fucking see these videos with this uncut audio
1: It's funny Anyways So this was a wild series for us And we need to get this fucking Enfield Poltergeist Out of our fucking brain So next week We're going to be doing something super light I hope you guys enjoy it we're gonna get be getting into the world of conspiracy. Special guest too, huh? Well, that's the week after that. Is it? Yes. Oh, we're doing. Oh, yes, we're doing conspiracy and then
0: special guest. Oh. Uh, well, luckily this special guest has conspiracies. Exactly. Double double whammy. Yes.
1: Thank you guys for this special series. I think we had a great time. Uh, I hope you guys all had a lo- lovely time. We love you all. Please make sure to continue to listen and don't forget to rate us. We need those ratings. Love you guys. Rate us. I
2: am so glad that this series is done. This has been mentally exhausting. However, it has been a learning experience. I feel like we as a podcast have grown. If you agree that we have improved and you want to see us improve again, please visit our Patreon. It means the world to us. It's the number one way to support us. We would just appreciate it so much. And If you can't give any love on Patreon... Rate, follow, like, share, whatever We just appreciate you guys coming in and listening And I gotta throw a little shade at Adrian For his his Sean stuff If there's a poltergeist or Sean in this room Go give Adrian a sign tonight When he comes home Give him a good old gander A tickle in the butthole I don't care Just pay him back please And please remember If you wanna yell at your neighbor Or your parents Or whoever you wanna yell at Just remember We are all stuck in this purgatory.